Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the AX Insider Podcast. My name is Andy Telejohn. I'm the senior writer at Airport Experience News. Today, we're talking with Kalia Moore, the senior manager of airport dining and retail at Seattle Tacoma International Airport. Hello, Kalia. Thank you for uh, taking some time to talk today. Hi there, Andy. Thank you. I'm, I appreciate you taking some time. Kalia, SeaTac a few years ago initiated the Seattle Kiosk Program, I believe I'm naming that correctly, aimed at helping small businesses and ACDBE certified operators gain access to the airport's concessions program. And that uh, the kiosk program, there are kiosk programs throughout, uh, throughout the industry, but this one goes a bit beyond your standard program uh, in uh, some of the training and opportunities that are available for your uh, ACDBE operators that uh, get into the program. And it's had some success in uh, in getting folks to stay long-term as well. Um, so I'm looking forward to hearing a little bit more about this uh, as it uh, and as it continues to evolve into your uh, upcoming uh, procurements as well. So what can you tell me first off, uh, give us some background on the program's early days. Absolutely. So our kiosk program started back in 2012 and um, you know, we were looking for an opportunity to provide something to local as well as Wimby and ACBE businesses as overall, right? Um, and so what we did was we did a two-tiered process. And so we have an introductory and an intermediate. The introductory kiosk is an investment that the Port of Seattle makes specifically. We build out the kiosk um, and we, we manage manage all of the maintenance, right? So light fixtures, um, shelving, all of those things. So the tenant only really needs to bring in their inventory, cash register, and of course they manage their badging and they manage their um, their uh, employment. And really the intention of that is to give people an opportunity to kind of come in and test the market, right? We always think that a concept will do fantastic in an airport, but that always doesn't happen. <laughs> it's not always the case. And so, um, we do those for a six month term with an additional six month, um, kind of a guaranteed ex escalation if you'd like for an additional six month term. But we have found that we had a couple of people who said, you know what, honestly for my business model, six months was more than enough. It's just not working out for me. Maybe it's too much traffic and there is such a thing. Um, and so, you know, um, and so we have, we don't want to lock people into long-term contracts when they just want to test out the market. Um, the next phase is the intermediate where the tenant themselves makes a smaller investment. And those investments have ranged um, from $10,000 to $100,000. Um, they have a longer term. So they receive a three-year term with that contract and um, to be able to get that return on the investment. And really we look for people to, who are already established to be able to make a kind of a certain threshold about 30,000 or above in um, revenue each month to be able to sustain that investment. Um, and then one of the things that we're changing, which is really exciting is we have historically always been retail based for the kiosk program. And now we're moving to a food incubator. And so we'll, um, it'll fall along the lines of our introductory we will be making the full investment um, as well as all of the equipment, the main equipment. And then the tenant will bring in any small specialty equipment, um, but that will happen and that will have a longer term as well. You'll have a two-year term with that and that'll be launching in 2024 for us. So very excited about what we're doing and kind of how we've pushed, um, pushed forward with this program. 
Okay, that sounds interesting. You, uh, you don't. Uh, I mean, there's uh, there's long been retail kiosks out there uh, getting uh, kiosks into the food and beverage side of things. Probably a few more uh, issues you've got to overcome uh, in order to make that happen. Uh, tell me about some of the challenges you've come across in doing that, and what made you decide that this was the right time to uh, start including food and beverage in this program. You know, some of the bigger challenges is, you know, our program is a good size program in general. And so being able to find the right type of concepts, um, identifying the right types of locations that could give someone a good impression of what experience would be like um, within the airport. And so we actually chose three locations. We have one on our concourse B location, which has a variety of tenants um, as far from an airport airline specific. You have uh, Delta, you have Southwest, you have United, um, and then Central Terminal, which is the heart, right, of our main concourse, um, the main terminal. And so you'll pop right out to it, right adjacent to the new Salties location that we're building. And then we picked North Satellite, which is um, heavy with Alaska and some joint use gates um, specific to Alaska's Alliance. And they, uh, so we have three really key locations, really prime spaces. And, you know, we were sitting back and we were thinking about actually what really generated the idea about Food Incubator is we had some companies who had been going through the bidding process, the larger bidding process and um, the big RFP process. And we said, you know, I feel like they really just need an opportunity to try and see if this would work. And they had taken the feedback back and they still weren't getting it. It still wasn't hundred percent there. And we said, well, you know what, if we could offer them an opportunity on a smaller scale, they could actually see if this is the right fit for them because Sometimes it's just not the right concept. And we really wanted to, um, and food is very fickle. We all know restaurants can be a very fickle business, right? Um, but you know, to have the captive audience of being in an airport is so key and such a key component, but we didn't wanna just have um, a position where we only offered that from a retail perspective. And so we went to commission and um, our commissioners were extremely supportive of um, providing opportunity to small and minority businesses. And so we have, just been churning along. It's just, um, as many people know, sometimes it takes a little bit longer for a governmental agency to design and construct stuff. So, uh, but we're, we've been churning along for the last two years. And so we're looking to wrap it up in another year and a half, and we'll be able to get people in there to start testing out their concepts too. Sounds good. Uh, and yes, nothing happens fast uh, in the, in the airport necessarily. It takes time, but uh, you've had, uh, you've had some successes uh, over the years uh, where, what can you, what updates uh, can you provide on some of the companies that have gone through this program before? Are they sticking around in the airport, uh, and getting into some bigger spaces, longer term leases? Yeah. So I will say one of the greatest things about, uh, our program is we didn't lose a single tenant, right. Throughout COVID. And, um, that includes providing additional, um, assistance to our small businesses and our kiosk tenants as well. So, um, we have had numerous tenants who have went from our introductory to the intermediate process. And we have two tenants who have been in introductory for some time now because of COVID, um, they were delayed, but they are currently in the design process for new intermediate kiosks. Um, okay. So very excited about that for two of them. And then um, we've had two tenants who were in the kiosk program and bid in the RFP process and won. And so they have long-term um, inline leases for the next 10 years. They're, stuck with me. 
that's and that uh, that would be stuck with Kalia Moore, the senior manager <laughs> of airport dining and retail at Seattle Tacoma International Airport. Uh, so, so uh, who, who are the two uh, tenants that have uh, signed on for longer terms at this point? And are there, you know, any uh, particular characteristics that stick out in what has helped those concepts uh, uh, catch on and uh, and get those longer term deals? Yeah, um, so the first one is our Seattle chocolate concept. And Seattle Chocolates is a local women-owned business. Um, they're ACDBE certified. I think everyone's who's who's a Seattleite has had a Seattle chocolate at some point or another. Um, but you know, I think it's just a, it's about a high quality product, right? Really high quality product. They were very specific with the type of spaces they bid on um, and opportunities that they have as far as how they want to expand. And uh, they just found that this was the right fit for them and they liked being you know, it's kind of the airport is your first and last stop in the city, right? And so it's, we wanted to make sure that you had the last stop for chocolate. Um, I'm, I'm all for that, by the way. <laughs> I, I'm uh, chocolate and bourbon. Uh, anytime you can fit either of those concepts in at some point right before I get on the plane, I'm all for it. Hey, sounds right about like the same for me too. Um, <laughs> the next concept is Plainware and Plainware is an aviation themed gift store. Um, they have everything from children's size bomber jackets to um, airplane favorites and historical like memorabilia, like TWA hats and um, great bags and things of that nature. And also it really just has to do with having product that's totally different. You can't find anywhere else, right? But also um, just having great placement. And they were very specific about where they bid too. They bid for locations that they knew were gonna have the right visibility for what they wanted to do. Um, their location happens to be right in front of a checkpoint um, by checkpoint four. And so you can't beat it, right? You're looking at it while you're going through the TSA checkpoint. It happens to be the TSA pre-check. So people who are already moving through pretty quick. So you have extra time to come and shop. Um, and I mean, they've just, and they've both done really, really well, really well. Uh, and they're both women-owned ACDBE businesses. Okay. TWA memorabilia. Now that's a blast from the past. You don't hear about that every day. No, but it's amazing. They have the, they have the flight attendant hats. They have all kinds of um, other memorabilia that you can get specifically there. It's, it's really an adorable store. Okay. Okay. Good stuff. It uh, seems like uh, one of the consistent themes there is, uh, I mean, I mean, a couple of the consistent themes are, you know, providing the local feel and, and just having a great, uh, great unique product that uh, you're not going to find just anywhere. So uh, there's, uh, there's perhaps uh, something to learn from for folks that are thinking about uh, bidding on airport space. I'm wondering you know, over the over the history of this program, Kalia, where are you finding the companies that are getting into the program? Are you going out and outreaching to them? Are they calling you up? Uh, what's the what are the contact points that uh, folks have got through this program so far? So it's been a mixture. Um, I know from a canvassing perspective, I go out into the community. The team has gone out into the community and we've seen great concepts or things that we thought would be might be interesting. We've let them know that, you know, hey, we may have an opportunity coming up. If not, you may want to just join our mailing list so that you can know when availability is around. Um, and then we have a lot of people who reach out, um, whether it be communi community events or at conferences. Um, they reach out and say, hey, you know, we'd love to be in an opportunity in Seattle, love to be notified when something's available. Um, even our most recent one, we released um, back in November for the kiosk program specifically, we sent that, we had a list of over 60 people, 60 companies that we sent that communication out to. 
um, for three locations that we had available. And um, it actually wound up being really good. We had we had nine people who, who wound up um, responding. And then we wound up planning to interview five out of that in out of that nine. So um, we wound up only interviewing four, but and we awarded three. So it was a pretty okay. great process, yeah. Well, I mean, if you've got 60 people uh, uh, expressing interest, uh, at least at some point uh, throughout the process, I mean, you're, you're I mean, it's not like you're. Uh, it's not like you're having to choose from uh, uh, the the whatever happens to be standing at the end. You're getting uh, a variety of uh, options to choose from. Absolutely, but you know, and that's the thing. We want to offer provide opportunity to whomever we can. We are adding more kiosk space in the upcoming years. Um, from an introductory perspective, we currently have five, and we will be uh, moving to nine. So um, really excited about that. So that's the one where we make the investment and they just bring in their inventory and things of that nature. So we'll be moving to nine and that'll happen over the next four years for our major construction project. We'll be a part of our, um, our CCE, our Con Concourse C expansion project that will be adding an additional seven kiosk locations. Sure, and there's uh, there, there seems to always be expansion going on and necessary in Seattle. Uh, uh, so uh, that's every like, airport. Every airport. I, yeah, I, I know, but I mean, uh, I mean, Seattle is uh, as particularly landlocked. I mean, you've, I mean, you've had, uh, I mean, it's you're building on space that's. Uh, I mean, you don't have a ton of room for new buildings or anything like that. You're, I suppose, kiosks probably uh, are, are a pretty nice size and fit for uh, when you're having to, you know, sort of. Uh, figure out where you're going to find the next few gates or something like that. Absolutely. Even the expansion that we're doing in Concourse C, we're not building, we're not adding any more gates, but we're building up. Mm -hmm. So we're adding um, additional restaurant space, retail space. We're adding additional amenities to the concourse. We're adding additional office space and lounge space. Um, so we're going up five floors, um, but it'll have an amazing view of the airfield and the Olympia Mountains. So you can't really beat that, right? Yeah, no, that sounds great. I mean, and if you're and if you're if you're landlocked, then up is about the only way you can go. So uh, uh, that's uh, that's good. Uh, good creative uh, making it work ness there. Uh, you've mentioned, uh, so the introductory program, uh, we've talked about more, but uh, let's get into the intermediate program a little bit. And uh, you uh, described to me sort of a Shark Tank-like uh, uh, process for uh, the interview uh, the interview process there. Can you go into a little bit of detail on what folks go through when they're uh, heading on to the next level? Absolutely. So we actually we piloted the Shark Tank with both the introductory and we're moving to the intermediate too. And so um, what's great about that is as everyone bids their opportunity, they're going to come in. And we did a smaller um, expectation, right, as opposed to an RFP. It's a, a small RFI that we did, and that's what everybody responded to. And so what we did was we have a small panel. We had a panel of three with a um, couple of neutral observers and each tenant was able to come and they brought us you know some information regarding their uh, business plan and things of that nature but they were able to come and do a formal presentation show us their product display their product how they want to and allow us to experience it right um, and so it was really exciting um, it's always great for me to see people be able to really showcase their product because you know when you're looking at everything and you're just stuck with what you can put on paper, 
it may fall flat, right? And so uh, the passion behind what each one of them were doing and what they believe in and how they're um, engaging their communities and how they're really pushing forward with additional things with other communities are fantastic. I'll say um, all three of the awardees, which I can't tell you who they are because we haven't finalized the lease yet, but um, all three awardees are uh, women and minority business owners, and they're all capable of being ACB certified. So they're currently going through the process to get certified as well. Um, but we allowed that we want them to open and get operational and not just be held waiting for the ACB certification because certification is heavily administrative. Um, but we definitely want to make sure that they get in and um, we focus on really providing opportunity that's not, you know, competing with big business and they compete against each other. They're, it's not a matter of us opening it up to everybody. It's just a matter of everybody that falls within this category. You're all competing within, within your own group. Okay. Okay. Great. And through that, uh, through that, sh you know, shark tank process, then uh, do you, do you get a pretty decent back and forth going with, uh, with these contenders? I mean, you know, the, they come and present to you and you get an actual sense for what it's going to look like, but uh, you know, I mean, we've, uh, you know, everybody talks uh, about how different, it is operating in an airport versus on the street. Um, do, do you find them receptive uh, to, you know, feedback about, you know, staffing's different because of badging, or you might need to tweak this part of your concept because of, you know, uneven traffic patterns in your concourse area or something. I mean, is, are they open to that kind of feedback? And is that part of what this is all about? Yeah, they absolutely are. I will say um, with even with the group that we wound up recently awarding, we had some conversations about um, about space names, right? And so um, they were going with their company name. I said, well, the problem with the, no, no problem with the company name. However, I'm not sure if it really represents what you're selling. And so people walking by might not know what's really happening unless they're paying attention. So you kind of want to grab the eye. And so they came up with a new, a, new, a, a different DBA, just kind of saying, you know what? Yeah, we really want to make sure that it's specific to um, this particular concept that we're going on. Because we have a couple of things that fall under this umbrella. And so we want to make sure that it focuses on this particular offering. And so um, they're completely open to that. You know, we've talked about merchandising. We've talked about um, kind of the consistency of change out of product. If anything is seasonal, what that could look like, what refreshes look like. Um, and I think they're all just so eager to have the opportunity that, uh, because, you know, I mean, for Seattle, we average about 50,000 passengers a day. And so if we have a good chance that they're going to, that majority of them are going to walk past your kiosk, a lot of them are just going to open to tell us what we can do. Tell us how we can make this pop towards people because we don't want them to just walk by either. Mm -hmm. um, but we do, we have a pretty extensive onboarding process. So prior to even sending out the lease, we send a list of things like, here's some things to understand about badging. Here's some things to understand about what the market is today, right? Labor market's complicated. So this is the time to start planning out for, you know, for your staff. Let's teach you more about how the parking process works and things of that nature. And we have a dedicated staff member to manage those relationships. Um, they always have access to me, but we have a dedicated person on my staff that just works with the small businesses in the kiosk program. So they always have a point person that they can always count on to help them work through the process. Okay, and so just, a, just I guess uh, one point of clarification then, this is open to, uh, this is open to all small businesses, not, not solely ACDBE certified uh, companies? 
our focus is Wimby businesses, um, right, and right, that right. can't that can be um, ACDB certified as well. But we do open it up. I mean, small businesses do also provide us with um, feedback, but we do have some limitations on how small of a business you are, how large of a business, things of that nature. So we really are looking for that smaller local concept um, that is a Wimby owned concept and providing them with opportunity. Okay, and it, it and it is a, a local uh, business is a is a requirement for being part of this program. For this program, for normal, I and mean, we and we haven't done local. We have a couple who have been non-local. Um, some of the things that we've just found that have been harder for them is staying consistent with the employee base. Um, they've had some difficulty that they. I mean, I think people went to. They're going to run to regardless, right? The employees, the labor situation is a little bit hard for everybody right now. I was going to um, say, yeah. <laughs> but I would say that you know, our our strongest focus is really on providing Wimby businesses an opportunity, um, and then getting them to a place of certification, and um, really taking out the requirement of competing against larger businesses who are considered small because they are joint ventures or things of that nature. Okay. Okay. Great. We are talking with Kalia Moore, the Senior Manager of Airport Dining and Retail at Seattle Tacoma International. Uh, Kalia, what's the uh, ACDBE participation uh, rate at at Seattle right now? And uh, how big of an impact has this program had on, on that participation? Yeah, so the program has a huge impact. Um, but right now we are sitting at about 34%, um, which is great for us. And then um, from the perspective of our ACBE, all, all but one who is currently in the process of finalizing their certification um, are ACBE certified. Okay, great. And uh, I, I guess... Uh, uh, you've hit on, I think, most of what uh, what I came to the call with here. But I, I it strikes me, you know, this uh, seems like a program that's uh, that's growing. And you mentioned uh, getting into some uh, some of these next expansions coming up, or getting into services and other other areas. Do you see this program uh, uh, growing in other ways? Is this something that uh, might start to expand into other areas along with your next procurements? It might. Why are you asking Andy? You're asking me questions of stuff that I can't talk about just yet. But <laughs> <laughs> well, I apologize for that. That's no, okay. If I'm um, jumping okay. the gun, we'll have to do this again. No, no, it's completely fine. Um, we are looking at some other ways to expand opportunity and offerings. Um, and that's part the first part being, you know, moving into the food and beverage part portion of it. This is new for us as well. Um, we do have a lot of experience with management of um tenant to that process, but also the port maintaining all of the food and beverage equipment and things of that nature. It's a new venture for us, but I think we can do it and I'm confident in our ability to do it. I think it's great being able to offer something different. And that was one of the big key components too. When I looked at the program um, a few years back and I was kind of walking through the program and looking at what our, what our makeup was from a food and beverage perspective, um, we had a lot of very local flavors However, we didn't really represent all of Seattle. And so um, this gives an opportunity to kind of change up the menus, right? To be able to offer maybe potentially some more ethnic cuisines that really represent all the various ethnicity, ethnicities and diversity of the Seattle area and the Pacific Northwest in general. Um, but we had a lot of people who were just like, you know, I would love just a chance to bring in something. I have this concept that I've created. And so we actually awarded 
one of the locations back in, oh boy, back in 2019. And so um, this was of course pre-COVID, but um, we did an event called Taste of the Region here. And really it's a focused event that um, allows our tenants to come out and bring their product, their concepts out to the, um, the public. And we did a chef's competition for local um, sous chefs, culinary students, as well as food truck operators to compete against each other and win a spot in our food incubator program once it opens. And so um, we do have an awardee. And so he's working on building his menu and creating a new concept specific to that. And he's been working um, as a line cook for a long time and he just and he won and his food was fantastic so we're looking forward to what that um experience will look like once we get them open sounds good you're finding all sorts of creative ways to find new people to bring into the airport i mean who doesn't want to go to a chef's competition and we kind of did it like chopped we gave them a basket they didn't know what was inside of it it was a really good time yeah you wouldn't have to uh, work too hard to convince me to give that a shot <laughs> Uh, Kalia, anything you'd like to add that we haven't hit on? Um, you know, I think, uh, let's see. One of the questions I know we kind of talked a little bit about was recruiting, right? And some of the issues and the difficulties that we're having holistically and how we kind of assist the, um, our smaller tenants, especially our ACB tenants with helping them with that. So we've been looking at, um, we've done some joint marketing um, to kind of help people just bring people to the airport in general. And um, we also have done a lot of um, job fairs. We have a department within our organization called Airport Jobs, and they focus on doing job fairs and provide job fairs for our tenants. And we do major outreach throughout the neighborhoods. They do local outreach for them. And, um, and that's what we really, we continue to do that on a nonstop basis, just to help people get the word out about the offerings and the opportunities and you know the airport can be a great place to work i know it's hard hospitality in general is hard um, but the airport can be a great place to work especially if you like people and you want to be around people there's a lot of really great people watching at the airport if you did yeah. <laughs> fifty thousand people a day you're bound to have some people watching there um so that's one of the big pieces that we have here and you know i'm very excited about how successful our program has been and it isn't something that i've done you know this is long before i even got here when this program started but the airport dining and retail team the people that i have on the staff they have been um you know the champions to start this off and we're just taking it to another place and but it's been a huge support um and it's great because i have really great executive leadership support in don hunter and in lance little and they've always been wonderful and supportive of us providing opportunity to our um, our minority business partners and um, really expanding upon what we offer here. And so they're always huge champions for diversity. So having them as well as a great commission who's available and open to trying something new, they never turn me away when I ask for something new, unless yep. I can't find the money for it. But they never, <laughs> turn me, they never turn me away to try something new. It always comes down to money, but yeah, def definitely uh, uh, having some uh, support from the top and some willingness to try creative things, uh, that, that's, uh, certainly doesn't hurt uh, when you're trying to uh, come up with a good creative program. So Kalia, Kalia Moore, the Senior Manager of Airport Dining and Retail at Seattle Tacoma International Airport. Thank you for taking some time and walking us through your program. Thanks so much, Andy. Thank you for inviting me. All right.